coming in hot, man. I have not stopped. <sighs> I can't stop, won't stop. I can't stop, won't stop sweating out here. It's the grossest feeling. I feel like I'm covered in just a layer of mist at all times out here. We don't have any AC. The, the heat is collecting in our house. It's cooking me. It's cooking me from the inside out. I don't feel right. I got a blister on the on the bottom of my ear. How does that even happen? I wake up today, I feel the bottom of my ear, and I go, there's 10% more ear here. What is that? That's a It's a heat blister, I think. I mean, I'm no doctor, but whatever. I'll diagnose myself. I think it's a heat blister. You know how hot it got to get. <laughs> it's like a 1980s stand-up bit. You know how hot it got to get for a heat blister? Hot. Real hot. But whatever. I got tan. The tan this year is coming along. I'm bronzed up. I'm bronzed. I'm on right on the cusp of redness. And that's where you want to go. That's what they always say. The healthiest is for your skin is to be right on the very cusp of redness. Because what it does is it burns away all the bad skin. All that weak skin that you didn't need anyway, that it can't even handle the heat. That skin can't handle your life. That skin can't handle confrontation. That skin doesn't want to even get you where you want to go. You got to use the sun to burn that off. Burn it off. And sometimes it comes off in your bed sheets. You wake up, you look at your sheets, you go, I bet I don't know if I have a lice infection or if it actually snowed in here, but look at that. That's your weak skin dying. Bye, skin. Bye. Skin doesn't get any respect, does it? Skin is the, they say it's the biggest organ and it's the most disrespected organ. First of all, because it's the only one you can touch. You can't touch your, your heart. You can't touch your liver. This is news to some of us, just so you know. You can't touch those organs, but skin you can touch. And what do people do to their skin? Disrespect. Disrespect. Now, some people take really good care of it, but some people, what do they do? They draw on it. You know, you put, you, you put permanent marker on your skin. You write banana because you're worried you're going to go to the store and not remember to get a banana. And you're like, oh, shit. So you put ink on your skin. Show some respect. Skin gets real disrespected, but it takes the brunt, too. Skin has to put up with getting cut. Oh, and so disrespected. Like I said, your skin just falls off and you go, good. I didn't even care about you. You know, you're a cell in my body that I should care about. I don't even care. Bye. Bye. So shout out to Skin. This this week, yo, this week, dedicated to um, our new sponsor, Skin, for keeping us all safe, keeping us all together. Because if you didn't have your skin, just to flip this around, you'd have nothing. You wouldn't have anything. So you get... You can disrespect it if you want. You can refuse to exfoliate. You can avoid masks all your life. But if you didn't have your skin, good luck keeping the rest of your organs in. Hey, good luck keeping your blood in your in your body. Not happening. So be thankful. Boy, those are roller coaster from sort of dissing skin to being really grateful for it. And that's what that's what it is today, man. I'm on a roller coaster because we started a new series. New series alert. Pow 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 pow. New series alert. As DJ DJ Khaled would say, new series alert out here. It's called Sunderland. So good. It's on Netflix. This is very similar. Very similar. Now, not to the same level that happened to me with Formula One, where I didn't give a shit about that sport or really know anything about it until I watched the series Drive to Survive. And now 
I'm actually a fan. Now I wake up, I watch these races, even though I don't know what the hell's happening half the time. I tried to watch the uh, qualifying rounds, and I was like, dude, I don't. there's Q1, Q2, Q3. I'm like actively Googling what these things even mean as it's going on. It's hilarious. It's hilarious because as soon as you figure out one thing, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Then something completely irrational seems to happen in the race, and you're like, again, I'm back to square one. And that doesn't happen a lot as an adult. It's kind of a funny thing as an adult to discover a new sport and um, have to completely learn what the hell's going on. So this is similar. Now, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get into soccer, which is what this is, because soccer is still, I mean, it's a long watch. It is a long watch. We're talking 90 minutes, a guaranteed 90 minutes. At least the clock keeps running. But then you got injury time at the end. So you're sitting down. I mean, we're talking about by the time you do halftime, that's probably two hours. It's a two-hour watch of a lot. Most of it is nothing. Most of it, it's like football. In football, it, when you actually cut the timeouts out and the, the downtime, someone actually did that on the YouTubes, I think. Someone actually did that, and the game is like two minutes long. So much of it. Soccer, in my mind, seems similar because there's so... Now, it's moving the whole time, so in that way, it's different, but there's a lot of nothing. Imagine watching an entire soccer game and it was 0-0 because that's the other irritating part about soccer is that the game can just end in a tie. It can just end in a tie. You can sit there for 90 minutes plus let's say five minutes injury time because there's no way no one's getting injured. There's no way you're watching a whole game where someone doesn't get injured. And then uh, there could be no goals during the whole thing. So you you spent two hours of your life just watching guys run back and forth with nothing happening. Right? Someone might have missed the net. Oh, that's exciting. That's it. For the whole time. But here's what makes it so fun. Now, Sutherland, well, is that everyone's drunk as shit. That's what really makes it fun. But um, Sunderland, incredible documentary on Netflix. It's super interesting because it follows this uh, team in a town called Sunderland, which is not a big city. It's like 200,000 type people, small. But when they start this documentary, the team is in the Premier League, which is the best league. And here's the, here's the other weird part with soccer is that every year – they have different leagues for even the professional um, players, which is different than here. We don't have, like, let's take hockey, for example. We got the NHL. That's the league. That's it. Now, you got the WHL. You got the AHL, but that's for, it's not, you couldn't move down. For instance, the Calgary Flames couldn't move out of the NHL, but down and, like, get demoted to the WHL. But in soccer, that's actually what happens. So this team... He's in the Premier League, which is the top league. And then as they begin this documentary, they've just been uh, relegated, which means they finished in the bottom two. Bottom two teams in the Premier League every year get moved down into the next lower tier league, which is called the Championship League. Still professional. These are still professional athletes. Some of them are still making, you know, like 50 quid. <laughs> is that right? quit whatever a quit is like some of them are still making like 10 million a year but now they're in like this div two 
type thing. And then I won't spoil what happens, but throughout that season, um, yeah, let's just say there's a lot of ups and downs. I don't want to spoil it, but it's, again, do you think that I care about f- football? No. Do I, do I, and if I did, do I care about a soccer team, a football, a football club, as they call them, a club in a town called Sunderland that I've never even heard of? No, but it sucks you in. Cause again, you learn about all the inner workings. You see the behind the scenes, the moves, and it's fascinating. And we're deep into it now. I'm cheering for Sunderland and this, but this is what's so crazy is they take this stuff so serious that um, there's a guy who dies, like just a random guy in the town, and they bury him in the jersey, in the Sunderland jersey. And when they're doing it, they're like, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people do it. That's the worst accent ever. Hello. Yeah, a lot of people. (laughs) No, all they're saying is that they're like, it's really common. Like, that's how serious they take the soccer, the team, is that, like, I thought we had fans up here. I thought we had fans for hockey. Because, you know, we put on our jerseys when the team makes the playoffs, which I don't even almost remember being a part of at this point. But when the team makes the playoffs, everyone honks their horns. The city does get a vibe. So it's not like we have nothing. But, dude, when you see these people literally... When the team loses, the entire town is legitimately depressed. Like legit, like people cry. People cry. People are sauntering around the town. It's not, it's like, it's literally their identity. And they talk about how their dad used to go to the game and their grandpa used to go to the games. One of them had their, the room, the colors are red and white stripes. They had the entire room painted with the stripes. And in this town, if you went over to someone's house and saw that, that wouldn't even be tacky. You would just go like, yeah, they're big fans, just like us. Crazy. It's a whole nother level, but that's what makes it so fun. That's what makes it so cool. It's like these people really give a shit. They really give a shit. And it's a town of, like I said, 200,000 people, and they have this soccer stadium that I think can fit 48,000 people. Do you understand that? That means that one-fifth of, like, one in every five people is going to the games when they're doing good and it's filled to the brim. Everyone in town, insane. So that's the part that's really cool to see. What amazes me with soccer is how anyone has a voice left after a game. What Basically what happens is that you start drinking, probably I think it looks around like 8 a.m. on game day when it's a home game. And then when it's an away game, they hop on a bus and they drive there and they just drink the entire time. On the bus. What I'm saying is drinking is a very big part of this. <laughs> it might be the biggest part of this. But here's what it sounds like before a soccer game. I mean, talk about some lyrics. Talk about some lyrics. That's before the soccer game. Everyone's around. You're having some drinks and you're getting warmed up with this. Get it? You get the vibe? So you're ready, right? You've had some beers, whatever beers they're drinking over there. Um, you've had some ham. You've had some eggs. You're on your way to the game. And then you're at the game. And this is what every soccer game sounds like. 
listen to that. Literally every single soccer game in the history of the world right here. So hopefully you didn't wear out your vocal cords in the morning hitting up this chant. So hopefully you're just warming up when you're hitting that one with your buddies because then you got to go to the game and you got to chant for at least probably 50 minutes out of the 90 minutes of the game. You got to chant and that doesn't even include when goals go in. Which then you got to take it up to another level. I mean, the reaction of these people when the team scores is like, I don't know how there isn't um, just six stretchers sitting at the bottom of the thing collecting heart people with heart attacks. You got 70-year-old men screaming at the top, like losing their minds. They've never seen anything like it. And that's any goal they score. Any goal. If they're down 5 nothing and they score one, to come back like five to one insanity every goal insanity shirts are coming off pants are coming off shoes shoes are being thrown shoes who cares about your shoes your team just scored who cares about your phone your team just scored break it break it in half so you got to do that for the whole game while drinking it's a big commitment you got to keep that up nobody sits the whole time and then you think you're done? Oh, you think you're done because your team, let's say your team wins. Let's say your team wins. Here's what you're doing after if your team wins. So again, we started in the morning with the uh, da, da, da. <laughs> da, 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 da. And then you get to the stadium and you got to go. Then if they score, you got to lose your mind. You got to yell at any penalty that goes against you. And then once you've won, now you just go to the local tavern and you just got to go. By the way, just a quick aside, if you haven't been able to understand a single word in those chants, have no fear because I could not either. They supposedly speak English in this town and um, let's just, we had to put the subtitles on because I don't know, dude, I couldn't, some of the, it's funny, some of them you can understand what they're saying and then, but then they start having drinks and it's like, oh, that team's coming back to the club, but you get a big old goal and I'm like, I think they scored a goal. That's all I was able to pick up from that, I think. So that's after the game. That's after the game. You got to do all of that. And somehow they still have the wherewithal to be chanting all night. Incredible. I've never seen anything like that over here. You, If you sang like that at a hockey game, your whole section, even like fans of the same team as you, would have would eventually be hey, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> dude, for real? Shut up. You're so annoying. Sit down. And guess what? That's even if you, so let's say you lose, let's say you lose, right? And you're like, oh, you probably just, you probably pack it in after you lose, you go, all right, whatever. We're all drunk, but the team lost. And, uh, I guess we just go home now wrong. Even if you lose, here's what you're doing. You greedy bastards. Enough is enough. 
So you win. Here's your commitment. You got to go to the bar. You got to drink. And you got to chant. And if you lose, you got to go to the bar. And you got to drink. And you got to chant. Come on, man. Greatest sport in the world. Greatest sport in the world. What a gong show it is. I mean, but the culture is super cool. For soccer, I mean, just the fanaticism. Is that a word? Fanaticism? The enthusiasm these people have for their team is incredible. And it's awesome to see. And um, let's just say there's a lot of ups and downs. We've just started season two, but season one, I mean, I was tearing up at one point. What? I haven't cried since Tiger Woods won. And I was I was literally tearing up and I go, I didn't even know that this soccer team existed a week ago. I didn't even know this town existed a week ago. And then there's this moment where something significant happens and it means, and you're just, I was like, wow. And then my fiance looked over at me and she said, really, this is what you, this is what you cry. This is what you tears you up, huh? Nothing in our relationship. This is, and I go, hey, it's been a long time for Sunderland, okay? <laughs> They've been through a lot. So it's a, I highly recommend the series, and uh, I highly recommend learning some of these chants, too. Uh, 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 uh. We need more of those in North American sports because we don't do, you know, that's the big difference. Every sport sort of has a different um, party atmosphere with it, right? So football, you do the, uh, God, what do they call Shit, what is it called? Where you, um, you know, you go to the stadium ahead of time, you cook things up, tailgating, tailgate, that's fun, right? It's football, you go tailgate for a bit, but no chance, no chance. You're just drinking beers, getting drunk, hanging out. And then, uh, what is, what would would you say hockey is? Hockey, I guess you just kind of get smashed at the game. I guess it's kind of the theme. There's no real tailgating, right? You freaking pre-drink, hey? If you're a Canadian, good Canadian boy, you pre-drink and then you go. But even then, it's pretty much done after the game. Soccer is like a full day commitment. Oh, insane. Here's the other weird part with soccer too is this is, and I found this confusing. So if you guys start watching this, um, I don't know if there's like limited jersey options or whatever, but when they're at home, this team is white and red stripes on their jersey easy to keep track of then they go on the road and they're playing this other team and there's a blue team and a red team and the red team scores and I go that's great and then it was like you know southern sunderland is down zero to one and i realized that in soccer your away jersey has nothing to do with your home jersey how weird is that it has nothing to do with it your home jersey is like its own thing and then your away jersey is just like whatever Sunderland is red and white stripes at home, and then they go on the road, and they're baby blue. What? What? How does that make sense? What are you talking about? Where did this baby blue come from, especially when you're playing a red team? So that's the one thing. I might have to write a, I might have to write an email to the Premier League and go sort it out. You can't have two different, completely different colored jerseys. It's just another one of those weird nuances with the sport. But then again, everyone is so drunk, they might not even notice a difference, to be honest. So that's it, man. Exciting series. I cannot wait. I'm fired up to watch a little bit more tonight.
and we'll see what happens. Um, of course, we'll be back tomorrow, and I'll talk to you guys then. I got a good story tomorrow. I'm going to start, by the way, with... Uh, I haven't told this story, but tomorrow I'll t- I'm going to talk about this embarrassing... One of the most embarrassing... St- I can't. I thought of it again this week. You know when like you have a flood of all the embarrassing things you do and they come back to you? I thought of this story the- over the weekend, and uh, we'll open with that tomorrow. Oh, my God. I'm cringing just thinking about it right now. But- all right. I'll see you guys then. Bye-bye.